and uh, thank you for being here on Memorial Day. Uh, why don't you uh, take a moment to introduce yourself uh, to the audience? And again, anybody who'd like to join in with a comment or a question, you can post it. If we have the opportunity to address it today, we will. If not, we will certainly follow up. Malcolm, welcome. Well, very good morning, Robert. You can hear me fine? I can hear you perfectly fine today. Okay, yes, yeah. I'm early this morning. There must have been a sunspot here in Atlanta or wherever. The internet <laughs> and all sorts of stuff was doing uh, uh, things. Um, I, I really... You know, I appreciate your message, your sentiment uh, of what you said about today is a it's a day that everyone needs to, to pause and think about what we have, what we have in our hands, the opportunities we have. This is you know, whatever's going on around us, you know, politically or wherever. We are in the greatest country, the USA, in the history of the world and with more opportunity but with challenges and, you know, and it's part of modern living. So, and, and thank you for the, the, the great introduction there. Um, by my accent, you know, um, I am not from these shores, um, but I am now. Um, I've been here for, for 20 years. I'm originally from the UK. I'm from a little place called Wales. And at the age of 16, I set my life's goals. I wanted to see the world and have somebody else pay for it. So um, here I am, but I'm not very good at, uh, at going home. It's like I'm probably the last one to leave a party. And when I, I, I've been to a couple of different countries on contracts and ended up staying for prolonged periods. And, and what I've seen is that people fundamentally are the same all over the world. And, uh, you know, how we met through, um, positive intelligence, um, you know, which is a, one of the, the, the things that I've integrated into what I do, or I call it the, the toxic triangle. And um, I've done the corporate thing over the years, um, been moved across the Atlantic three times uh, with, by big companies, and I mean, my whole family and so on, and I've walked away three times. Um, in 2013, I, I decided for myself is, I needed to create a working lifestyle for myself so I could see my elderly parents and spend more time with my family and so on. And I knew that uh, I set myself up as an independent consultant, sales training, you know, uh, consultancy and team building and things like that. And I knew that if I, if I didn't perform, you know, I mean, I couldn't do my job, I couldn't, you know, support my family so i got very interested in in um in bodily wellness um i, I played quite a high level of sports over the years and ran ultra marathons and things like that so so i knew that um mental fortitude and mental fitness was an equally as important part so there's the there's the one if you imagine a triangle with three sides and the, the the strongest shape that we know is a equilateral triangle. So if you imagine the one side there, I've got my, my strength of purpose, my and spirit, my positivity and, uh, and focus and determination. And then on the other side of it, I've got my, my bodily wellness, which will come on to the, the detox part of it. But then the underlying foundation has got to be finances. And however you turn that triangle, um, you know, each one of these things are as, as as important as the other, and I. It's sad that uh, you, you hear people, you know, going through financial hardships. Well, they'll 
that shows up in their, their, their dietary sort of considerations, what they're eating. And do you eat enough fast food or you know, have a poor diet over a period of time? That is going to affect your performance. That's going to affect the way you think, feel, how you show up. And these things are inexorably connected. So um, over the years, I just ended up getting connected with good people and good companies, um, things that uh, connected with my mission, purpose in life, which it, it became a calling. It, it no longer became a vocational career. You know, I got tapped on my shoulder. I, I do this now because it's my purpose. Um, I think Mark Twain said that the two most important days in your life, the day you're born and the day you realize or understand why. And um, you know, anyone that's in the sort of world of, of coaching like we are, um, it, it, it really gets a hook into you, the ability to be able to help someone. And in turn, we've probably had stories and, you know, growth experiences and somebody's helped us along the way. So the um, hopefully that's kind of clear and concise, you know, on the, you know, the three toxins or as I call it, the um, the toxic triangle. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I, you know, I, I truly believe that uh, behavioral capacity um, is more important than even our technical skills and abilities. It is uh, our behavior that gets us uh, to higher levels of performance. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it absolutely is true about the triangle. Uh, again, I use the four pillars uh, on a stool uh, for the sense that, you know, you have spiritual and physical and, and uh, mental well, uh, you know, awareness and wellness. And then I add to a relationship to that. But each one of those fits into your triangle. So interesting, you use the word detox, right? So let's see if we can dive into the three uh, triangular pieces about detox and, and help the audience, help emerging leaders to understand the value and maybe some action steps they can take with each one of them. Um, and I think, we, you know, we can start off with with the body. I think you, you talked a little bit about that uh, before, the importance of taking care of oneself. Um, tell us a little bit more about what, how, what your viewpoint is and how you would advise somebody to move forward on making sure that there is wellness there. Well, I've come from a, um, as I said, I was, you know, I played a high level of support uh, in my my earlier sort of life, and uh, my my parents were great. You know, they my mother grew up on a farm. She, you know, she knew the value of fresh food and homegrown stuff. And uh, um, um, my father, he, he, it was funny you were talking uh, in your introduction there. He was um, he was a little bit. Um, too young to uh, to go into the army when when the war was on, um, but he did do national service, and he ended up being a cook, um, a company cook, and um, so he could he could cater for you know lots of people, and he learned along the way, you know, the value of good food. So uh, whenever I was alone with uh, with him, my mother had you know been away overnight or something, or, or gone somewhere. Um, he'd like get in the kitchen and we'd be cooking all sorts of stuff. And, uh, but it was, it was about really good, sustainable food. So now, um, if we, if we think of where we are, um, in, in the world today, and you know, after the industrial revolution, the, the, the type of foods that we were eating and the quality of those foods 
that we were eating changed. You know, there was um, new foods coming in from different countries and whatever. Um, there are different things in the environment, different practices of farming. And over the years, you know, the impact of the Industrial Revolution has begun to pollute um, agriculture. Um, you know, there are instances that, you know, the, the land is, is constantly farmed. So it's, where in the old days, it, um, you, you would lay a field fallow, you'd, you'd skip a season or whatever, just to allow the ground to recover. Those things tend not to happen now. It's, it's, it's big business and there's a lot of pressure to, to grow, you know, get the most out of the land. So, you know, putting in fertilizers and things like that. And well, these things tend to get down into the plants, but also they get down into the water table. And um, so the other combination there then within industry, doing good things for us, creating the products that, uh, that make life a lot easier and better in, in, a, in a modern world. Well, there's an offset to that. There is pollution in the environment. And um, I'm here in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, um, I, I learned a while ago that um, you know, things don't disappear from the environment. They just build up. And if you if you think what the impact that can have on getting into our systems, and this is one thing that I will talk about is the systemic approach to this. And if you imagine that the, the body being a system and I'm going to put something in which is a toxin, and, and funny enough, if I drink a lot of water or I have a lot of sugar or I have a lot of cookies, they're toxic. You know, there's a there's a point that becomes a tipping point. So if we look at the, the air, um, the ground quality, you know, the, the things that are, you know, the soil and then the water, um, we've got residues that have, that have come from the Industrial Revolution and, you know, when air was dirty from you know, lots of pollution from, from gas and, and things like arsenic, mercury, cadmium, all of these things build up into the... Uh, um, into the soil and then when we start to look at how industry and agriculture in, in places away from where I live and this is this is the thing you don't have to have this you don't need to have a big sort of chemical factory close to you to to have an impact and uh, some studies have been done over the years about the Mississippi and with all the the runoff from the agricultural lands and all the impact that uh, um, manufacturing and industry is has put stuff into that um, um, into that river, which are in essence organic toxins, you know, chemicals. And this, you know, we can go into there could be eighty thousand of these things. There could be two hundred thousand or whatever. The 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 matter is that because they're um, organic, they get drawn into different systems, and then we feed on those systems whether it be water whether it be air or whether it be uh, um, food um, they get introduced into our body and they start to affect our systems so <clears throat> you know often i will talk with people and just say hey tell me how's things going on and uh, you know everything from like mental fogginess to headaches or skin problems or sleep or digestive issues or eye problems these things manifest in different ways so that, you know, everyone has a sort of, we can all put up with so much, 
but it gets to a point where there is a, a tipping point and your body can take so much it gets you know not say saturated but you, know, you just get to that point where when you go over it it's really difficult to go back so that's on the bodily part of it so and these are things we cannot avoid if we breathe we're breathing things in um one sort of toxin that I, i've got a, a, a special admiration for <laughs> because you know I'm, on my dad's side we're all from the beer business you know and you need co2 in beer to give it some bubbles um every time we breathe out we breathe out co2 well well why on earth if the body is trying to protect us with this this noxious gas um do we go and then put it in with drinking sodas which are very aggressive acidic in nature you know, and you have to take a penny and put it in into one of the well-known colas and just leave it overnight and the, it'll lose all the tarnish and it'll it'll burn that stuff off. So there's just an example of uh, yeah toxin. Yeah, it is. So, so I think that we need to message out of this as leaders, as people, we need to be more aware of what we are eating and what we are consuming. And, you know, when you start feeling fogginess, uh, which can lead to poor uh, performance, is that you need to try to get to the root of it and, and really reset right now none of us are perfect um, i certainly have had my ups and downs of eating well and uh, and overeating uh, but i do think that you know taking action by you know raising awareness and hitting the reset button from time to time is going through a detox uh, you know pro process and getting back to so how does that tie into the uh, detoxing the mind well detox in the mind and these things are you know if you've got mental fogginess or for whatever reason you're just not feeling as vibrant or full of vitality <clears throat> it's going to affect you and 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 we we know through the, the work that we do how powerful the mind is and i and i say to say to people is that if you're if you've got something on your your mind um you know it's a constant thought and you know is it a good thought or is it a you know something that is distressed maybe they you know will be coming to like the financial part of it maybe it's the end of the month you know the, there's 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 more months than than money or whatever and a lot of people are going through this they can take them wake up in the night they, they get interrupted sleep patterns they they something's constantly on their mind it can manifest in in different ways either in the throat or anxiety in the chest or wherever well these are physical representations of, of of thoughts now and and sometimes it you know for for people that really haven't been into this subject or just you know you you can make yourself sick from that you can produce stresses you can produce sort of um things down to a cellular level that will affect how your your cells are functioning, um, producing of, of different types of hormones in in the body, which you know we're we're supposed to be in the you know um, be able to run away from tigers or whatever or you know crocodiles and things like that. So everyone's heard about you get an adrenaline rush, and that'll just divert all this this energy to your muscles and give you the power to get away. So you know we have systems to a, that can immediately work for us when we're under stress and they can protect us. Well, often a low level of stress can keep those systems active all the time. And it, it's destructive in the one side because we are, 
we're living in a, in a sense of fear. We're in, living in a sense of worry, anxiety, sleep pans. We don't get the right kind of sleep. The body doesn't rebuild. doesn't matter if you try to put the good stuff in it. If it's not doing that repair, um, it'll manifest somewhere. And again, it can be stomach issues. It can be sort of um, inflammation will, will appear. Um, I, I was only talking with a, a, a man earlier in the week and uh, um, he said, well, I, I get interrupted sleep most nights. And I said, well, do you know, have you got stuff on your mind? He said, well, ever since the kids came along, you know, young children might get interrupted patterns and I'm almost thinking they're going to wake up. And one of them had, had, had been poorly of late. He said, I just can't settle. You know, I'm constantly anxious. I wake up, I'm tired the next day, I'm irritable. And then what do I do? I, I you know, I hit the cookies or the chocolate or I'll get a couple of sodas or something. It's almost like the comfort food part of it. Well, and these, you know, these are how patterns form. And we go to things that, you know, we think maybe would uh, um, make us feel better on the surface of it instead of getting down to the root cause. Well, look, if there is a, if there is a, some, constant thought that is creating stress well maybe let's get to the root of trying to understand you know what that what's driving that thought and, and what actions i can take to actually take you know to, to change and correct that situation and there we you know we correct whatever's going on in the in the in the mind and then we begin to adjust some of the things that are going on in the body it is so interesting it's a truly a cascading effect right it is the um i always explain uh, is that the brain really has two hemispheres but uh, essentially speaking it's not equally divided between positivity and negativity uh, the brain is about 67 percent negative and, and about you know 33 percent uh, positive so it needs to be a daily battle a daily exercise in order to promote the positive brain and try to be able to to push out those negative feelings you know, allowing people to live rent-free in your head uh, for an extended period of time, uh, which could be, you know, contributing to these lingering thoughts. And then, of course, you know, to sleepless nights. Yeah, I, I always say, so if you think for a minute that a person who lives rent-free in your head is thinking about you for more than five seconds, you're out of your mind. But again, that goes all back down to the behavioral capacity, right? We know what the right things are and what we need to do, the technical skills. But it is stopping that behavior. And that's one of the things that I, I continue to talk to my students, my clients about, is that taking action, right? Is that you can sit here and listen to what we are talking about today and, and likely agree because most of us are going through these feelings. But it is what you said last, is actually coming to the realization that you cannot do this alone, that you need to outreach to, to either somebody at work, at you know, or a counselor or a coach or a mentor to talk your way through this address the root causes and build up behavioral capacity that you can address these things. And that you get, you learn the techniques and the behavior to create new normals, to be able to promote the positive side and, and, you know, understand the negative side. It's not about depressing it, but understanding it and processing it so you can live a better, fuller life. So of course, the combination now of your body uh, detoxing, uh, better choices, your mind detoxing, by not allowing lingering negative thoughts to, to overcome you that leads to burnout and stress and other negative hormones in the body can cause, you know, hypertension, diabetes, um, even heart disease or death. 
uh, of course, your third prong of that is that the contributor body and mind leads to, uh, you know, that we need to have financial stability uh, as well. So talk a little bit about that on how that, you know, what your thought process is on around both the, the impact of having that as an imbalance, but also what can people do to gain that balance um, uh, in, in, the, in respect to making sure they have money in the bank? Or security. Well, well, you know, and and it's great coming into this part. But as I say, each of these pieces are like as important as each other. It's it's a system, you know. Um, well, often, I, and you know, I've traveled a lot. I'm I'm getting on in years or wherever, but I feel better than ever. But you know, you, you pick up a lot of sort of experiences along the way. And um, I, I when I when I talk about this part of it, it was. As I said, my mom grew up on a farm. My dad grew up in a, in a, in a pub or whatever. They were both small business people. And I grew up in a pub with them. So I always had this, this sense of, um, I would say, business-minded. And this evolved over, uh, over the years in, in moving around the world into different countries and working for large companies and then walking away. Well, like, what am I going to do? Well, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do and what I know how to do. So I created some businesses. And um, I always figured that uh, um, if there's any reason, you know, it's always about capacity for a customer to be able to pay. That's the, that's the one thing. And uh, at an early age, I learned that 80% of companies um, go broke making a profit. It's all about the management of it and so on. So I, f I figured that was the way I would approach things. So, so as long as I have a good product, a good service, I, I, I solve the needs and the, uh, and the problems that a customer has, and they've got the capacity to pay, it should work. So that's always been my you know philosophy. Then I look for things that um, maybe go on in my life and which I would like to to solve a problem. And um, I was living in Southern Africa one time. I went off on a on a business trip uh, uh, to Singapore, and I just had some time on my hands, and I was walking around this mall one day. And I saw a smoke alarm. I'd never seen one of these things before. So what do I do? I went back to uh, Southern Africa. I had the, the guy's card. I went and ordered a thousand of them because I felt there was a need for these things. Well, a, a house with a with a straw roof can burn to the ground. It basically explodes and it's gone within like two minutes. So subsequently, I, I sold an awful lot of those things. Um, and, and that was just a, a perchance sort of spot, you know, uh, and connecting, well, there is a problem, you know, I, I need to come up with a solution. So, um, so many of, uh, have, have gone through different things. And uh, I used to sort of work with a, a church and a job networking mission that they had. And we get you know, dozens and dozens of people coming through there, you know, a couple of times a month and wherever. And I always, as I was doing a, a workshop, be asking, well, how many people here have only ever had one job? You know, worked for a company for 15 or 20 years, and then suddenly they don't. And many would put their hands up. I said, well, first and foremost, you know, how does that make you feel? I feel sad. I feel bad about this. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I'll go and find another job. And then there were people then in the, the same groups and they said, well, you know, how many have, have, have lost their job a few times? And they put their hands up and said, well, 
what are you doing different? Oh, I just go and get another job. You're just repeating the same thing. I said, I believe that we all have our the ability, you know, for three things in us. We can run a marathon, we can write a book, and we can start a business. And it knowledge with determination will will get us to that point. And but it's the belief that, that we can do these things. And uh, uh, I, I coined a phrase one time, you know, about sales. Uh, and I said that the um, the most expensive thing that we can own at any time in our lives is a closed mind, because we spit up, uh, we we miss opportunities. They yeah. just they just go past us, and it's fear that you know, you know, I'm behavior. I'm yeah. gonna fail. I shouldn't do this, and whatever. What are people gonna think of me, and so on. Alexa, stop. Sorry. Go, go ahead. No, yeah. my alarm says we're almost ending the okay. to the end of the show. We got two minutes left, so we got to wrap it up. So okay. let me. So in healthcare, Malcolm, uh, I think, and that is really, really important for people to know is that you have to be able to get to the point of the root cause, and that is where the opportunity is. You know, you can look at business and look. You find that smoke detector is an opportunity to solve mm. a problem at a root cause and not just put another bandaid on it. And that's really the key to success that we see. So again, thank you today for joining us, and I'm happy we overcame the technical issues. Detoxing your body, mind, and making sure you take care of your bank account are three prongs that will lead to, to greater happiness. But we have to stay true to ourselves, right? We have to connect it to the, what I call the four Ps: our passion and purpose, and then connecting it, you know, preferably to the people and processes that you enjoy most. So, why don't you give the last word of of the conversation today before we end the show today and again thank you for joining us today it's such an important holiday as both of us uh, know that uh, i'm here today speaking english and dutch and not german and i'm grateful for those who gave their lives uh, and came home uh, not uh, completely intact and i'm uh, forever grateful for that Malcolm? yes and yeah and yeah I, I, we all were touched by the the war lost people um this is a big subject. Um, is it okay if I give a, a website out? Of course, absolutely. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, um, absolutely. I make it. I make it really easy. The the the, the number three toxins t o x i n s dot com. And there's a little form, and we you know fill it in, send it in. We'll talk for twenty minutes. This is a big subject, and but but I say to people, don't be afraid of it. Don't shy away from it. You're smart enough to make your own decisions and you can do much more than you believe you can do. So either it's in your head, it's in your body, it's in your wallet. All of these things are connected. If there's a deficiency in either one of them, it can be closed. That gap can be closed. And as I coming back to where I started and opened up, opportunity abounds. Yeah. every single way so you know anything that's happened to you any situation somebody feels them with themselves in financial job health whatever know that in the in the world of coaching there are people out there that have a lot of experience and they care and they want to help they want yeah. to bring a solution and there's no obligation they're probably the most giving caring community of people i've ever ever met and yeah, i agree 100 in one of them so Listen, thank you again. Again, I'll leave it with the two words, take action. Right? Don't sit on the sideline and just think about these things. Actually do something about it to further yourself, uh, both you know professionally and, and personally, uh, because it's key. Life is short, and if we don't take action, we're going to miss out. Thank you, Malcolm. Look forward to another conversation in the future. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, everybody. Next week's chat.